are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcast from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Tuesday, first podcast of the week after Labor Day yesterday, back in town after being out of town for a little bit. we got a couple of things to cover, and this should be a pretty fun show. First and foremost, some news on Zion and his shoes. Let's have a little bit of fun there. Then Stan Van Gundy uh, talking during the Celtics-Raptors game last night. Had a couple of really interesting comments on culture and building a team culture culture that I want to expand upon and break down. And then finally, a little bit of draft talk. I don't see the point of the Pelicans going big in this one, and I'll explain why coming up in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. All right, so tipping off the week here, if you didn't listen to it, I put up a weekend edition of Locked On Pelicans since I missed last Thursday's show and because I knew the holiday was coming up. Had a little bit of fun looking at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Chris Paul, is there a deal that can be worked out? probably would need to require Drew Holiday in it. Go listen to that show if you haven't. Also talked about Billy Donovan potentially being the Pelicans head coach and why, frankly, that would be a really good move and a really good fit here in New Orleans if that team does go the full-on rebuild route. So give that show a listen if you haven't already. So first up in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans, Zion Williamson signed with Jordan Brand. We're assuming it was in the range of $75 million, basically the second he could here. And it sounds like he is going to be getting a signature shoe. It's going to be coming out in January or like more details will be announced in January of 2021. It's going to be called the Jordan Z code is going to be the name of his signature shoe. And it's going to be different than what you've seen with him so far. He's using an established template essentially and just wearing specialized versions of them. You've seen the ones that his little brother did with the, the coloring and two Zion in there. He's got the Bayou Boys ones that he's worn before. But this sounds like it's going to be entirely different. I'm not a big sneakerhead. I'm not big into sneaker culture. But in general, I like the stuff that he's worn and had. So this is very cool. Again, it shows you that the small market size and New Orleans aren't actually a hamper to your marketability if you're just the right type of person. I don't actually mean that as a shot at Anthony Davis, even though it's going to kind of come across that. And it's just, it's a fact, you know, that's just the the life here and how it goes in the NBA and the culture that if you're just that popular of a dude, that exciting of a dude, and you're winning basketball games, then you're going to be front and center in a lot of places. One somewhat at Duke more so than not. He was exciting. He was fun to watch. He came into the NBA as almost one of the faces of the NBA because he's so damn likable and some so marketable. Then you look at the Lakers, in contrast to some degree, most popular team out there, and Anthony Davis still isn't getting some of the endorsement deals that maybe he thought he was going to be getting, partially because of some of the play and stuff like that. He's an amazing player. He's going to be on, you know, winning tons of awards and has won tons of awards, but this team lost to the Houston Rockets, had some kind of issues with playing center, not playing center. All of that stuff is maybe holding him back from some of the success he should be having in the NBA. Maybe that does impact the marketing deals just a little bit. But Zion getting his signature shoe, you don't see it all that often for big men. So this is fairly unique 
for him. Guards being those quick guys that drive and attack, they tend to get a lot of signature shoes. But Jordan Brand is given one to Zion. They're kind of headlined right now by like Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, and Luka Doncic. And Zion being kind of in there, especially alongside Luka, those two just basically being the future of the NBA, right? Right in front of us in terms of marketability, if not some of the best players there. So Zion's going to be getting his signature shoe, Z-Code. It looked like some of the color schemes had leaked. Looks like you'll be seeing a black, white, and gold, metallic gold version of it too. You'll see it in Pell's colors as well and a number of other different options. So kind of cool to see. I'm sure we'll see these all over in New Orleans. And whenever we get basketball starting again, I think if you're saying you're going to see it in January of uh, 2021 or more details in early 2021, probably also somewhat coinciding with the start of the NBA season too. So hopefully that means we're going to get some basketball in January, February, or March, early 2021, once the NBA playoffs wrap up. So we're going to talk about culture here in just a minute, something Stan Van Gundy said, which I thought was really great and ties into a lot of what we've been talking about this offseason. We'll jump into it all here in just a moment. Before we get to that, today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Your car is important. You need it to get around. Make sure you're taking care of it. And if you're taking care of it, make it a little bit cheaper by checking out rockauto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com today to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Chain stores aren't going to have a lot in stock for what you're looking for. There's just too many makes and models out there. But rockauto.com does, and their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications, and even prices, yes, prices that you prefer. Because best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much money for the same, for the same parts? Chain stores have different price tiers for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and always reliably low. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com so one of the games last night was a complete blowout between the boston celtics and the toronto raptors and during it stan van gundy who's been really good on the broadcast i don't like i've made it very clear that i don't like guys like chris weber and Reggie Miller during the broadcast. They just don't bring what I'm looking for when I watch a game. I think in a studio, Weber's actually really good, and I think he's very insightful at times, just not in the middle of a game. I think it's a different skill set. And so bringing in Stan Van Gundy and having him call games has been wonderful, I think, because it's very eye-opening. He's very smart, and he's very good at communicating some of the things he's thinking about and seeing and have has experienced to the viewer during these games. In the game last night, a non-interesting game whatsoever, I thought something he said was particularly interesting, and that's when he started talking about culture. And we've been talking about culture a lot here this offseason since the Pelicans were eliminated, Alvin Gentry was fired. We've been talking about it a lot since David Griffin was hired for New Orleans too, trying to bring a change to the culture here and create and build a new one up. In terms of head coaches, we've talked about what kind of culture would they build, right? We've talked a lot about culture from the front office and the coaching perspective, but In last night's game, Stan Van Gundy was talking about culture and basically said, it doesn't start with the head coach. It doesn't start with the front office. Culture starts with the players. 
And I thought this was interesting because we, again, have been referring to culture through head coaches and front office. But if it is players, and yeah, it is a large degree on the players too, the Pelicans might have a bit of a problem. And this goes back to something that J.J. Redick said on his podcast earlier in the season, which has now become the old man in the three, and he's kind of redone things a little bit. But basically said on there, no one talks on my team, period. Or no one on my team talks, period. Culture is when you watch Chris Paul organizing guys offensively and defensively for the Oklahoma City Thunder in game six and game seven, and bossing them around and making sure they're playing to the best of their ability. We don't necessarily have that here in New Orleans with the players. It is a quiet team. These guys are quiet. We've known this for a very long time. Anthony Davis wasn't that vocal leader that maybe sets the tone and everyone follows. Drew Holiday does to, I think, a degree a lot of this. He works out with guys in the offseason. He is friendly with everybody. But is he the most vocal on the court leader? No. Those offseason workouts are great. But Stan Van Gundy basically said, that's friendship. That's not necessarily chemistry out there on the court or a culture in the locker room that you're trying to build. That's friendship. That's a good thing. Certainly, we all want friends, right? But you maybe need a little bit more to build a winning culture around your franchise. So you could bring in someone who's a culture builder as a head coach, but if you don't have the players that can do it themselves, it might not do you any good. Brandon Ingram is quiet, right? He's quiet. He's quiet out there on the court. Zion is a rookie and I don't think is as assured of himself as we think he might be. And he's not necessarily the most vocal guy out there on the court. He's demonstrative after he dunks, right? And a big play happens. But is he yelling at guys and getting them fired up? Is he trying to help them be the best and push them to being their best? No. Is anyone on this team. JJ Redick is doing, I think a lot of it behind the scenes. We kind of know the work he's done, taking guys under his wing, helping them with different things, but you need more than just that. And it takes more than just one guy. So when we talk about culture, if a head coach comes in and we can be like, yeah, look at the culture he's built somewhere else or been a part of somewhere else. If you don't have the players for that. You're not going to build it here. And that's what Stan Van Gundy is trying to get at. And I think that's a really important thing to try and uh, realize that, A guy might be coming in and failing, even if he's a good coach, because frankly, these players are lacking a lot of what you need out of them on that side of things. You win a lot of games, certainly, with the players we have here, but are they going to lead you to an NBA title if you don't have the right mentalities from them, the right attitudes from them? And that's something that I think we've seen lacking all season long. So... I'm going to be curious to see how these guys kind of change and the transformations on that. I don't know if you want to call it a mental aspect uh, as they go through this offseason going into next year, because that's maybe where they need to improve more than anywhere else. Less so on the court, but more in terms of trying to be the guy that leads the rest of the team. And I don't know as of today if this team really has the guys set up to lead them to a lot of success with that. Coming up, some draft talk here on Locked On Pelicans. We're looking to look at it by a position, a grouping, and I've got some thoughts on that based on some questions I've had. Before we do that, though, today's show is brought to you by DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door, and ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want, 
want to eat and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off settings. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep the communities they operate in safe. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. The only daily show, Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Make sure you listen to the Chris Paul, Billy Donovan Thunder episode I did over the weekend. That was a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot more fun looking at head coaching prospects, draft prospects later this week as well. So make sure you listen Monday through Friday. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. All right, wrapping up the show, talking a little bit about the NBA draft, whenever it's going to be, and we, we don't know right now. So I've, I've gone through the mock draft for you all that we did at Locked On, and we're going to do another one of those probably in a week or so and kind of see how things have evolved as evaluations gone forward and all of that. And I picked Sadiq Bey out of Villanova at 13 for the Pelicans, but... I'm not really sold on a lot of guys at that spot. Sadiq Bey, I think, is fine, but I think there's just a very clear ceiling that he has as a player. And if you're going to draft that, like, eh, it kind of reminds me of like the Buddy Heald, Jamal Murray thing. And I told you guys the story of how the Pelicans ended up drafting Buddy Heald over Jamal Murray. They could have had Murray. They brought Murray in for a workout, and it didn't go well. If you haven't listened to that, listen to that one because it's a really unique behind-the-scenes story. So it's that NBA ready now versus best upside. And at 13, you do probably want to take best upside. But it is going to come into maybe some opposition with what the Pelicans are kind of already building in terms of positions. You've got Zion Williamson in the front court, Jackson Hayes in the front court too, Nicolo Melli, but I don't know how much you think of him as like a long-term player. But in theory, you have your center and power forward set for the foreseeable future. Drafting someone at 13 in the hopes that maybe they turn out to be a stud power forward or center or big man isn't exactly, uh, on the surface, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, right? You're kind of overlapping positions a little bit there. And does it stunt the growth of the guy? What have you? So when I look at this, you know, people who are going to be there at 13, I do think maybe Patrick Williams, the power forward out of Florida State, has the most upside, at least in terms of an offensive guard, uh, offensive guard, offensive big man. His three-point shot, while not great in college, should translate to the NBA. If he can improve that and actually add some volume there, he should be really good. There's a couple of other things that it seems like he should do really well while not needing a huge usage rate that he makes me really intrigued. The, the athleticism is there, too. I don't think he's going to be very good defensively, but besides the point. So it's it's tempting to draft a guy like that and just go for most upside, which frankly is probably what you should do in the draft always. But the Pelicans are so young that I wonder if it makes it a little bit redundant. So when I look at this team and I look at the draft and how it's shaping up, and when you're not really sold on anyone there, and if there was a guy I was sold on, it would be completely different, I think, right? It makes you feel like you just want to draft best prospect available, best player available. But if it's Patrick Williams or another power forward, 
And I don't think Pokusevsky is going to be there. I think he's going to end up going before the Pelicans. I think he's going to end up rising and going in the top 10, at least right now. It makes it really, uh, puts the Pelicans in a weird spot. So the question then becomes, should the Pelicans draft a big man at 13? Or if a guy like James Wiseman falls, which I think there's some potential for something like that to happen as well, or like Obi Toppin out of Dayton, a guy who was thought to be the number one overall pick. If you have all of these power forwards, centers, big men there available at 13, do you draft one knowing that they have the most upside, but it doesn't really fit your roster. It doesn't really fit your growth trajectory, I think, for some of these guys too. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Pelicans respond to that sort of thing. Like the initial reaction is like, no, don't do that. Right. And maybe you try and sell yourself on one of the other prospects there that could be good. I think there's some that have the chance to be kind of good. Um, So it puts them in a weird spot. makes you feel kind of weird when you're trying to look at this draft because it's a deep ish one, but also not that deep. I think there's just a lot of guys you can like kind of in that seven to like 15 range on certain things, but going big is definitely going to be an option for new Orleans. If you're looking at how they're going to approach this, they're just trying to put talent on the roster. And I don't think even if it makes us being like, no, they don't need another big man. Why are you uh, drafting a big guy? They're still going to go with that. If that's the best player available. And if they're not sold on anyone else, they're not going to look at this by position. And that frankly, isn't how you're supposed to draft. It might seem a little weird, to draft a guy like Patrick Williams and have him basically sit behind Zion. But frankly, you need minutes there, I think, too. And I not, I don't know if anyone's all that sold on Nicolo Melli. I do like Sadiq Bey. There's a couple of other guys. Lewis Jr. out of Alabama, I do like uh, to a degree as well. So we'll see where they go. And this is going to shape up to be a really interesting middle of the first round of the draft. Bigman's going to be a possibility, even if it makes no sense for New Orleans. All right, don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. We're here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know. Five podcasts a week is pretty awesome, especially when there's not a whole lot going on. Also, tell a friend, tell them about the podcast, get them clued in, make sure they know everything that's going on with the team. You don't want to have one of those friends who doesn't know basketball and is trying to explain why they know more than you when you know for a fact they don't. Just get them on the same page as you. Tell them about Locked On Pelicans. And that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.